A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Get in the long with a bunch of beans. You believe that human beings are demons? No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. <laughs> There's probably a, a balance between, I believe you have to know Christ, but I think no. He is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. My mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are God by faith in His Son. Corinthians, right? 2 Corinthians 3 7. Victory in the name which is above every name. No exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme. Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name. Get out here right now. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode 29. I'm your host, uh, Norm the Master's Dog Dunham, aka the the Evangelical Norm. I can't talk this morning. So, uh, the False Teacher of the Week part of this podcast came from simply from the introduction video. Uh, if you're listening online, there's actually a video that goes along with that song. It's not just a really cool song by result. Use my permission. Thank you, result. Um, there's a lot of false teachers, and you can hear them at the beginning through the instrumental. You'll hear Rob Bell and uh, Joel Osteen and Pat Robertson, Pat, Paula White, and so on. Some of those people talking uh, over the instrumental portion of it. And then when you get into the lyrical part, there's just a bunch of different false teachers. Many of them specifically placed... Uh, to coincide with what the lyrics are saying. We'll get into that here in a minute. But so I was approached by one of the ladies from church and said, you know, looking at this and watching this video, I don't know who everybody in the video is. And some of those people, I actually thought that the ones I didn't know, I thought they were okay teachers. Why are they false teachers? And that led to me doing this portion of this podcast. So the master's dog is usually just dealing with different false teachings and 
mainly Mormonism, but other, I mean, I've done a couple episodes on the false prophets of the Trump cult as, you know, these people have, have said Trump is still going to um, somehow be in the White House and, and blah, blah, blah. But the false teacher of the week specifically is going through that video. I started with Stephen Furtick because that was the person she had a question about. So I wanted to hit him immediately. And then I've just gone person by person through the video. Some people appear twice. So, you know, I've skipped over it. I'm not going to do Joel Osteen two times. So I've skipped over him at different points where he shows up twice or actually I think even three times in the video. Um, very much a false teacher. So he, he warrants three appearances. And so, again, just going through each person in there. And then when we get to the end of the video, I intend to continue on with this, doing a false teacher of the week every week. And a lot of people have sent me suggestions, so I would say that right now. Where we're, where we're at right now, if you have a minute, hit the subscribe button there on YouTube. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're on Gab TV, subscribe there as well. Uh, like the video. And then send me your suggestions for false teachers that we can do. I've started a list. Uh, people like Kat Kerr and Greg Locke and some of these other people that have, you know, false prophets and stuff like that. So there's a long line of false teachers that we can just continue to go through uh, ad infinitum, right, with this podcast. So we will continue. I, I welcome your suggestions. Actually, I really would like to have your suggestions so I don't have to sit and figure out each week who I'm going to do. I'd, I'd like to just make a long list. We'll hang it back here behind us, and we'll just check them off as we go. So all that being said, there's the background on the podcast. Uh, for those of you who might be new, today, our false teacher for this week, week number 29, is William Paul Young, uh, or sometimes just known as Paul Young. So if you don't know who this is, again, he's placed specifically in the lyrics of the introduction video where Result says, um, oh, I can't remember the entire thing, but basically the, the reference is pathetic benevolence. So here is a man who uh, was really unknown for a long time. Uh, did not, was, I mean, he's not a famous preacher or anything like that. He was on staff at a church at one point in time. I don't know if he was ever actually the, the senior pastor or anything like that, but he was on staff there. Um, he is 65 years old. Um, let's give a little background. Usually what I like to do is go to their webpage and read a little bit about themselves. His webpage, he literally wrote out his about segment as like a story. And it starts out with his childhood, and I don't really get anything where he really says anything about himself. <laughs> he just kind of tells the story. Uh, he thought he grew up normal, um, living in a world that is normal. Uh, he, he uses normal quite a bit. Uh, obviously, he was the oldest of four children. His parents were missionaries. Um, he makes a reference to something that I don't even understand. So it's just really hard to kind of give you his perspective of who he is. A lot of websites give just like a bio of a person born here, this and that. It would have been nice, but he's just throwing down his, his life story as a novel. And I'm not going to read that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. So we're just going to get into what you know Wikipedia says about him. Again, he's the oldest of four. Born May 11th, 1955, uh, in Canada, to missionary par parents. Um, 
in the highlands of New Guinea. Um, so he was at six years old. He was sent to a boarding school. Uh, basically, he's a, an author, uh, and he is the author of a very famous book that you probably know. Um, and this is what even puts him on the radar as a false teacher is the fact that he wrote this book, The Shack. And initially it was said that he just it was intended for his kids and a few other people. He apparently only published initially 15 copies, gave it away to a few people. But people were like, oh, you need to publish this. Oh, you need to publish this. Um, this is how per pervasive false teaching is. I mean, there, there's so much heresy in this book. And so many people that are just don't recognize, don't know the, the genuine article well enough to recognize the counterfeit. Now again, we, we, I've talked about this many times, and anytime I teach any kind of classes or um, conferences or anything on uh, false religions, which I've, I've done a couple of times, I, I would rather just give you the genuine article. I preach the gospel. Let me tell you who Jesus is. Let me tell you what the gospel looks like. Let me tell you the nature of God according to the Bible and so on. So you know the, the genuine article enough that you can see the counterfeit when it comes packaged in a, you know, a, a, a nice little shiny package like the shack. And you can see that and recognize, wait, there's something wrong here. But obviously enough people in William Paul Young's immediate sphere of influence uh, did not know the genuine article well enough that they convinced him to publish this and make it, put it out to the, the masses. And this has sold, at this point, I think it's well over 18 million copies of this book has been sold. It's been made into a movie, um, which did not get a lot of critical acclaim, but apparently people who watched it, I still haven't seen it. Um, I refuse to pay for this thing, and so it's it hasn't been on anything that any channel that I get for free that I've been willing to take the time to watch it. But I read the book, um, so I know enough of the the just ridiculous stuff that's in there to know well enough that the book the the movie's going to be just as bad. But so I mean we can. And this is where, again, all of his false teachings are going to come. I haven't read any of his other books, but I've heard they're, they're just as, as theologically uh, butchered. We'll use that terminology. Uh, so, but initially, and, and a lot of people, when this book went uh, gangbusters and really kind of blew up and became a, a bestseller, uh, you know, a lot of, of people responded to it. I had people in my church who were reading it. I literally, I had a part of the reason why I left the vineyard movement when I did was because we had a pastor in our area up in Idaho that was preaching a sermon series from this book. Now I had done that in the past. I did a sermon series, a Sunday morning sermon series. I, I dread to even say this, but from Erwin McManus's book, The Barbarian Way. So I wasn't 100% opposed to something like that. I was getting there. God was reforming me in my theology to the point where I was like, you should probably preach on Sundays from the Bible, but you definitely should not preach on Sundays from a heretical book. And at that point in time, even, I recognized the heresy that was within the, the pages of the shack. So what are the things that, I mean, the big ones, I mean, as, as 
basically, as you see in this picture, there is Mac is, is the white guy in the middle, say, played by Sam Worthington, I believe. Uh, Jesus is the uh, Middle Eastern looking man on the uh, to his right, uh, which would be accurate. I have a I have a, a, a dark skin picture of a dark skin Jesus on my wall, which gets me in trouble. I actually had somebody last week make a comment on my video to remove it. Uh, it's no longer in the shot, but it's not because she asked me to. It's because when I rearranged the podcast studio after we were able to move our bedroom out of here, um, it went into an, onto another wall. It's still up there. It's there. Don't, don't worry. I, I do. And now go ahead and hit me with the, the second commandment violations. Go. Uh, so there is, uh, the person who portrays Jesus, but then you have this, um, portly, <laughs> I'm going to try to be, yeah, now I'm in trouble. The portly, uh, black woman is Papa, who is supposed to be God, the father, and then the Holy Spirit is a Saroya, Sayura, some weird Asian name, uh, portrayed by an Asian female. So uh, two-thirds of the Trinity is portrayed by, uh, by women. There's a problem there. Um, I don't, skin color doesn't bother me. Um, the fact that, that you've got the Holy Spirit and God, who are both spirit, who are not physical beings, are both portrayed by women. There's an issue there. Um, universalism it runs throughout this this book. There's there's uh, places where Papa uh, makes a comment that everybody is is her his its uh, children, and so kind of along the lines of Mormonism and so on that we're all God's kids and he we're all going to go back to heaven no matter what we do and blah, 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 blah. So universalism runs throughout this book. Uh, you get, I mean, there's a weird modalism going on here with, you know, the, the three beings all portrayed as physical beings. Um, there is a scene in the book. I don't know if it's in the movie, but in the book where uh, Papa shows the scars of the cru crucifixion, which God the Father, one, does not have a physical body in order to be scarred, but God the Father did not endure the cross. God the Son, Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, endured the cross. He would be, even if they did have physical bodies, which God the Father and God the Holy Spirit do not, even if they did, they would not bear the scars of the crucifixion because neither one of them endured the crucifixion. God the Son endured the wrath of the Father on the cross for our behalf, for our sins, so that if we repent and put our faith in him, we can be forgiven. Thus, the whole issue that universalism is not relevant in, in any of this. So you got, and that's called patripassionism, the whole issue of, of the father bearing the, the, the scars of the crucifixion. Um, I'm trying to think of what other ones. There were a few other things, just just weird uh, depictions of. Oh, there's another scene in the book, and I don't. Again, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know if it's in the movie. But in the book, where Mac has a conversation with Sophia, which is a uh, physical manifestation of God's wisdom. So now you don't have a Trinity; you have a quadrinity. Um, is that is that a word? It is now. Um, with that, and again making the majority of the uh, being of God female. So 
so many things in here where uh, William Paul Young and people who bought into this. I mean, my mother-in-law, God love her, still loves this book. Um, and many other people that I still talk to today that will, will talk about this book and how it changed their life and so on. I'm like, I seriously hope it did not change your life to the point that you believe the uh, representation of God throughout the pages of the book. Because truly, if you do, if you look at this book, if you read this book and you go, I agree with him on this is how God is, is presented, then you're following a false God. It is idolatry. Uh, you need to repent and put your faith in the biblical uh, triune God uh, and trust in, in Christ and his work alone on the cross for your salvation. Otherwise, following after a false God, false idols is leading to hell. There's no salvation available from following an idol. It, it you know, it's like, I can't remember if, uh, if it was a, a Isaiah or Elijah, I always get the two mixed up in the scripturally when it talks about, you know, you take a piece of wood and you cut it in half and in one half you build a fire and the other half you make a God. How do you know you chose the right, right half, right? It, there's no, there, there's no salvation. There's no power. There's no reality within the idol. It is what you make it. Uh, Kurt Kennedy has a great song. I want to say it's on, I don't think it's on reporting live. I think it's on philosophy that the problem with your Jesus is your, you are Jesus. Um, if you make yourself an idol, make yourself a Christ, make yourself a God. Uh, the problem with that God is you are that God. You've just created it to, to fit into your emotions, your desires, your theology and rather than letting the Bible shape your theology you've created out and that's what William Young did with this he created an idol and it went viral and probably leading millions astray away from the true God and true repentance in Christ because again there's there's no need for repentance according to this book I mean he would probably tell you to repent but he would also say if, if those that don't, you know, good people in, who are Buddhist are still going to go to heaven. And the Bible simply does not agree with that statement. That's a false statement. And it, it, it again, is, is wrapped up in a false God, which is the heresy and the false teaching that William uh, Paul Young is guilty of. And so that's what makes him our false teacher of the week this week. I would encourage you, if you own a copy of the book, check, get rid of it, unless you're reading it. And with the with a true understanding of the Trinity, in order to uh, break down the, the things that are wrong in it. Um, but it's, it's just not a good book. If you're not, if you, here, we'll put it like this. If you are not in a church where you have a good theological foundation and elders that can be good doctrinal guides for you, don't read this book. If you don't have somebody that you can go to and say, help me understand the things that this guy has written, if you don't have elders that are, are firmly founded in God's word, don't read this book because you're likely going to be led astray. Bad, bad character corrupts good morals or bad morals corrupt good character, one of the, whichever way um, that's phrased in the Bible, but it, it does. If you don't have a good foundation or somebody to guide you that has a good foundation, then likely these are things that are going to lead you astray. And I would say, don't do it. 
don't even bother trying to look into it. Trust me, I've read it, and I, I, one, I had been an elder. I, I like to think I'm firmly established within the Word of God, but I have elders that are firmly established in the Word of God who will keep me straight, who will look at this and say, Norm, you're wrong, if I'm wrong. I can assure you I'm not wrong about this, and but I've been wrong before, and I, I'm grateful that I have elders that can, can direct me. So that is the first and, and, and the most important thing you've got to do is get yourself into a good, theologically sound Bible-believing church with good, theologically sound uh, elders to, to guide. And then, as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.